0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Stubborn Fellows. My name's Duncan. My name's Cameron. How are you doing this week, man? I don't even know. You don't know? I've had a I've been
1: a up and down. Though, you know, I feel like I'm like pre- a like a roller coaster. Yeah, you could call it a roller coaster. You seen these things? <laughs> hey, you heard of these things, roller coasters?
0: I feel like roller coaster is more hyperbolic than I would say, but. I'm definitely still adjusting to using my brain again consistently, which is to say I spent most of the pandemic, uh, just stoned it on unemployment, mm-hmm. and then now I have a f- a job that is more or less full-time. You know, it's up to me to get it done, and then we did a midweek episode. Of, I, we came up on Monday yeah. and, and did one, and I had a show that night, and the next day I had a very familiar like brain hango- hangover. Do you know what I mean? From using, from hey, using my brain for two hours. Unstoned. To you. Unstoned. Just strip a raw, unprocessed brain. And then I had a show at Spider House, so I had to like go be social and do a set, and then drive home. Just be a be a guy, you know, be a person. It's a lot of work. Is it? <laughs> Is it a lot of work? (laughs) It's more more work than not doing any of that. Is it, though? (laughs) Yes. It it is? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Okay. So, yeah, Tuesday I had a real, like, let's go. I got stuff to do this week. It took some doing.
1: Yeah. So you did it. Eventually, yeah. That must have felt good or boring
0: or normal or something. <laughs> I feel like, well, that's that's what I mean is it's not, my week has been ordinary, but there's been very little middle ground in how I felt about my, like, objective assessment of my day. So, like, it'll take me forever to, like, get started writing for my job. Yeah. And then when I get a piece done, I'm like, hell yeah. I hit submit. For the editors to do it, and I'm just like, like the little, you know, roulette, the little uh, slot machine goes off in my head, like we accomplished something. Yeah. Make my living writing. I'm I'm bohemian and creative, and I'm the best dude in the world. I try not to attach myself to that, but it it's real feast or famine sometimes.
1: And that would be a f- feast <laughs> mm-hmm. or a famine.
0: Yeah, Monday was feast, we recorded an episode, I did a show, came home on top of the world, really used the brain, struggled through the next day, pure famine. What's that look like? Mm. Mostly it looks like sort of puttering around the house and doing chores to procrastinate getting to work, because that's better than laying there beating myself up. But still, there's like the longer it takes me to like kind of get started, there's a mounting frustration. You know
1: what's your what's your
0: work routine? You you work
1: remote. Don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Fair it's enough. Ju- no, it's just that's work. This is here.
0: Okay. All right. What do you want to talk about? Don't know. That's uh. We were just, right before we started recording, we were talking about how it's sort of a challenge to have a podcast with no agenda or theme or
1: guests. Or guests. Or topics. <laughs> yeah, or specific topics. But. I think if they could see the room that we're recording, they'd get it, a kind of. Hmm. This is a room that you come into and you're just like, that's fine. We could just be here in the middle of no It just feels like a little mm-hmm. fuzzy box with uh, fun lights and. It feels a little astral. It feels a little... Uh...
0: Yeah, I think I think we've described it before, but there's like a fuzzy carpet and a bunch of pillows you sit on and the microphone stands around the floor with us and, you know, like blankets on the walls and multicolored lights. Yeah. Uh, My uh, my partner was up in town yesterday. I lent her the keys. Mm-hmm. To, she had like two hours to kill. And she was like, I, she'd never seen inside here before. <laughs> she was like, that's so cozy. I'm like, I know. It almost feels like no time has passed in between episodes.
1: That's right. So there's something insular about the vibe. There's something deeply, pervertedly uh, open about our relationship specifically. Mm -hmm. You you add that to the room and you just have a blossoming of who knows what. (laughs) Might be good, might be terrible, might be deeply pathological. We don't know yet. We're figuring it out. Yeah. Like I don't think we even know what it is yet. I think we might be building the thing. Like This just might be prologue. We're just building the thing that will be the show. We don't know what it is yet, (laughs) but we're just like recording whatever this is when we're sitting in the room just talking.
0: It is kind of um, maddening in a sense because every you know I I feel like it's it's so in the creative spirit of all of the things in my life that I really love doing, like comedy or music or, or whatever. But they've all everything I've done henceforth has been very easy to like tell other people what it is. Yeah. Right. And especially we've talked about before how hard it is to self promote. Right. So my answer to that is always like the, a minimal approach to like come to my show. It is people telling jokes every Friday. And I don't need to like go on and on or like, it's so hard to write a bio for yourself and shit like that. But this project in this like room is almost just like, I don't know, man, like my friend Cameron, It was kind of on fire in the mines in April and May. And then, so was I, and I feel like I'm less verbal than you are, so my, I channeled it into like, getting all this gear and setting this room up to be this liminal space. Yeah. Where we can just come and uh, explore something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it, it's just like we just like putting all this weight on the barbell we have to bench press it every fucking week just like, and we have no idea what and we mm-hmm. don't know what we're going to talk about and we don't want to repeat ourselves a ton. But right. Who knows what it is?
0: Yeah. You know, I was thinking on the way here, like, did you grow up going to church? No. Not at all? Mm-mm. Have you ever been to church? Barely. Barely. Yeah. Because that, that's, the more we get into that sort of stuff, I think about my mother took my sister and I to Presbyterian services until I was about 12. But my dad never went. He was uh, agnostic. And so I have, like, a pre-verbal understanding of, like, well, Dad doesn't go, because he doesn't believe in any of that. So I literally have memories of, like, believing in the Tooth Fairy or Santa Claus at certain ages. But in church, it was always like, Meh. <laughs> Like, this is... You can take it or leave it. It's yeah. Kind of, kind of like parables. So, like... That, that understanding is, like... Then when I became a teenager not being religious was one of the only like unique things about me to a certain degree. So I think I kind of latched onto that in college and was like, red, God is not great. and Mm -hmm. Went down that rabbit hole for a little bit. So yeah, that's, that's part of why, like I dig in against
1: speaking that way and something I want to get better at. I don't. I speak the way I speak because I think it's the best way to try to like yeah. illuminate what's going on in my heart, brain, mind, life thing. Your inability to say, God, I think is no big deal. I don't know. I mean, if it's not a reality that's vivid to you, then who cares? If it's not a useful metaphor for you, then it's not useful. Sure,
0: sure. Well, and it's maybe it's not specifically that so much as I want. Sometimes I often feel I don't speak in any sort of way that matches up to the you know the depth with which I feel things. You know. I do know. It's hard it's hard for me to get spun up and really like be enraptured and like bring that to other people. Yeah,
1: because at some point you need to throw your whole fucking body at these sorts of things trying to say them. Like mm-hmm. You need to vibrate it. Like you need to vibrate it out, in a way that like someone gets vibrated by it too. Yeah. Like at some it's some level of of <laughs> of description of what's going on in your life, in your brain, in your like, it's so subtle or it's so weird that you, I don't know. You, I think you do have to kind of call in the big guns, whatever those are for you.
0: Right. I need to find a big gun. I don't know. <laughs> I mean,
1: you're saying your demeanor somehow crystallizes your th- experiences in a way that seems a little dainty, a little, a little polite, relative to the to the big frothing thing, mm-hmm. the big th- the big frothing monster inside of you. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you have a big frothing monster inside of you because that's <laughs> how chill you are. I feel like I do sometimes.
0: Uh, or I guess yeah, I guess it's there's um. Have you used uh, like dating apps to any degree? Uh, just to a very s- slight degree. Very slight degree. I mean, I, I I haven't used them that much, but I feel like sometimes I'll I'll start to go back and forth with somebody, and I feel like all these old, sort of more poetic instincts, like writerly stuff, takes over, and then I get real in my head about oof i can't actually go off go on that way in person no no i mean i feel like but my- if you
1: could if you could then you just be like you feel guilty about it i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's no easy answer i don't know i i um when i speak out loud it almost goes the opposite what do you mean that uh I might be feeling fairly mild and pacific and then I start talking and then that starts feeding like it just starts building up energy and and then I'm just completely beside myself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just on a soapbox. Yeah. Just 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 with my neck cords bulging and I ah you know? Yeah. And that's no that's not that great for people in the vicinity. It's not yeah, it's not sustainable. Yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe, you know, it's not a problem I'm describing, just a a desire on some level to have more of it in my day-to-day life.
1: Like, you don't have to believe in 100% of God, just believe in, like, 10% more God. Because if you think about it, the problem with, um, it's not the escape route, it's the prison cell, it's the... It's the thing that, it's the dysfunctional symbioses that you're currently a part of. It's the mindless engagement with self, with biography, with ecology, with other. The yeah. mindless uh, acting out of cultural attitudes that you maybe didn't sign off on. That's the fucking problem. God is the is the releasing for me. That's the point, is the releasing of that stuff. So it doesn't need to be an all or nothing thing. Just like relaxed. 8% more <laughs> yeah. into something that's not just normal yeah, life.
0: Like, like knee-jerk cynicism
1: or whatever. Not even cynicism, just um, just whatever it is. You're, whatever your operating system is right now, it's like uh, probably a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Probably a good amount of bullshit in the way you see yourself and the way you see the world and your ambitions were cooked probably in in ovens of just confused adolescent longing yeah. your ambitions are probably like real weird uh freudian overlays that you know you probably we're all probably sophisticated enough to to do this to ourselves to go yeah probably I'm trying to compensate for this and this and this yeah. and this and this we know yeah um but if if the we who knows is the one who is running that system then the knowing doesn't matter a ton like sophistication about your repressed this is or that's don't matter much if you're just blithely running the resulting like system the system being what Whatever you you your life, whatever you do with your life, however you live, hmm. whatever motivates you, whatever what is your deepest ontology? Like the an ontology is like the a thing like ont- what exists, ontos. What exists? So an ontology is what exists. What carves your ontology? Who knows? But it's not. The philosophy class you took when you were a freshman in college, it it started when you were like one month old. Right. It started when you were zero months old.
2: Yeah.
0: It goes all the way back, I guess.
1: Like, what's the thing that can't run away? There's a thing that runs away, right? And we run away from certain things. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to think about this. I don't want to think about that. I'm scared. Yeah. I'll go do this. But like, what can't run away? And that's where I've I've been thinking about a lot lately. Like, what's the thing that can't run away? Do you mean like the I, the you, or? I don't know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I have no idea. Hmm. That's interesting. I've been tried not to talk about God for an episode.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, we were, we were just talking before... We started about the TV show Succession, and we don't need to, like, get into shows or whatever, but the way you were saying, like... And, and I've seen these, too. Like, there's articles that are, like, being critical of it. Mm-hmm. Like, three seasons in to a TV show. And I, I feel like there's a lot of, like, people have to form an opinion out about something because they can't just, like, experience it. Yeah. These days, and I've... I just. I've been trying to work out a dumb bit that doesn't work about where I'm just like, I don't want to hear. It. I love this stuff and I hate talking to people about it because it seems to always get into like, well, it's not as good as it used to be or I don't agree with this choice. And I'm like, you were saying succession seems so well realized it just seems like real people whose decisions you can't question. Right, yeah, and I'm just like, that. that's what happens. Yeah, it's the way it is, right? And I, well, that's like, I feel like can't we just experience anything like that right and then the only binary way to go about it is like if you don't enjoy it don't watch it it all it all seemed related to what we were talking about last episode and in just in so far as like just be the eye right Just I feel like I have that AMC pass to the movies mm-hmm. right because I just like to go to the movies yeah. and sort of escape my dumb noise that's happening in my brain. And I sit close enough to the screen that it takes up my whole field of vision. And I can't look at my phone. And I just like, if it seems like a pretty bad, sort of like if it's uh, like I saw the shit, last shitty X-Men movie they made, the Sony one, and I was like, all right, I get to watch a bad movie and have fun with how bad it is in my brain. Yeah, I'm just here to experience the thing. Not to be a self that has strong opinions about stuff, and it's amazing to me how people seem to cement their opinions as they get older. Because mine only seem to get weaker in terms
1: of like the quality of everything.
0: And the-
1: yeah, I think did we talk? I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or not, but like. Think about like a great movie, just stellar, just a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Casablanca. I don't just whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. And then think about like a really horrible movie, like incompetent, bad. It doesn't even reflect human life at all. It's like weird and synthetic, and the acting is bad. Sure. There's this weird thing that, like, the amazing movie is, like, how much better is it than, like, the incompetent movie? (laughs) Like, how much more enjoyable is it to watch? Like, somewhat? Somewhat. Somewhat. Yeah. But bad stuff is still full of all the energy that went into it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just, these people are giving it their all. They don't know that they're not, like, in Goonies. That's what I love (laughs) about bad stuff is, like, they don't know that this wasn't their big break. To them, Mm Mm-hmm. They're in fucking Culver City filming something. That's so right. So, this is the big thing. He's like, But it's bad.
0: It's- That's what's incredible. You know what I've been doing is revisiting a lot of stuff from like 1996, specifically. Because, uh, you know, I write for this website and a lot of like. So, I was like, anything that has like a 25th anniversary, maybe I sure. could pitch as like, a, hey, revisit this. So, uh, Mary and I watched Mars Attacks, yeah. which I saw when I was 12. And I feel like when I was 12 years old, I was, like, as in love with movies as I've ever been, but I had no ability to, like, critically, like, really assess anything. You know what I mean? Like, everything was amazing because I was 12 years old. So, like, Independence Day came out in 96, and, and like, Twister I thought was awesome, and, like, Mars Attacks I thought was hilarious, and then I watched it just now, and I'm like, there's not a single joke in this movie. It's just really slow and awkward and weird. Really? it's like based on a trading card game. Okay. And all the visual stuff is like specific references to these Tops Mars Attacks trading cards. And then the, there's it's I I feel like they're Tim Burton was going for like a deadpan sort of strange love vibe, but it's just not super funny at all. And that was all lost in me as as a 12-year-old. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I mean but I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I'm like, right. boy, so, I was way you wrong. Know. So on
1: on one hand, you have things that are full of sound and fury and represent something. And mm-hmm. on the other hand, you have things that are all sound and fury representing nothing. Mm-hmm. But you get sound and fury with both. And like that's kind of what we're in the market for Some sometimes is just the sound and the fury. Not the novel by Faulkner. Right. But the, the actual nouns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it just seems... Uh, analogous to me in the same way of like I feel like we hone ourselves by like judging our experience in these limited chunks yes, right. you are like this movie was bad and I'm mad that I am now two hours older or like my sports team lost this game mm-hmm. and so I wasted this unit of time I feel like we get so used to that in the cultural sense that it's then very easy to get caught in the experiential sense as we were talking about you're like I'm not enjoying myself, right? You're like mm-hmm. I. This is something is not right here because I have the right to pass judgment on every second, just like I do for two and a half hours or three hours or whatever the the pop culture unit of experiences. Yeah. So. So it's it's this very strange experience for me where. I feel like I enjoy stuff more than I ever have because I'm, like, not super attached to my reaction to it. But then I don't need to, like, be defined by any of it or really talk about it at length. Yeah. And that, that'll... that Have I told you about when there was a Rick and Morty sticker on my computer at work? Like, I worked there at my old job for, like, a year. And then I finally... Somebody was like, oh, so you're a big Rick and Morty fan. I was like, what are you talking about and it was just like on the shared monitor in the like co-work space that I, and I had no idea ah. the whole time and I was just like me- I was just, like, very unsettled I was like just so you know I'm not like I didn't know that was there though like, you don't like the show no I'm, like I do like the show
1: <laughs> just, yeah exactly
0: I'm not the guy with the sticker because I only need to discuss it with people or be like Rick and Morty huh you know and they're like oh okay it was just—it was really funny to me because my reaction to that was so like, uh, just. Oh, I just want to clarify that I'm not a sticker of the show guy, right? And they were like, "What are you trying to say about the show?" I'm like, "Nothing. Ugh, <laughs> forget it."
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you you sense the weird. Uh. You sense the that that, that means something. But yeah. Rick like and Morty fan, you can imagine what who they are. Right, right. Like the over-the-top Rick and Morty fan. hmm That's a certain kind of thing that you imagine. And then, so when thinking about yourself in relation to this signifier... <laughs> yeah. You understand that it... that, Or at least you thought it, you were entering into this kind of potential identification that they're making of you. Exactly. Like they might be... Like, it, oh, no, I might they might think that I'm one of this kind and they didn't even know what you're talking about. It bothered me that that had been happening
0: without my knowledge passively for like, a long amount of time. (laughs) And then, probably, obviously nobody had thought that much about it, because who cares?
1: Well, some people do, some people would.
0: Yeah, sure. I feel like it played a role because the guy directly across from me was a big like, Marvel movie guy. And we would always, we would talk about stuff and he would always have very strong opinions that he never quite noticed. I would always just kind of argue the other side of to pass the time because I'm a monster, I guess, you know?
1: But sometimes, sometimes things are bad in a way that I just go, great, (laughs) watching watching Baywatch, the movie on the way to Tokyo. It's great. Perfect. Just, just bad. Just, just. Good old bad movies that they're, but then there's stuff that I think is just bullshit, and for some reason it gets me going. Like, it is bad, and you want to talk about how bad it is? Like, um, it's bullshit, and it's not saying anything real, but it's trading on like a kind of glib, cynical rounding down of something's goodness right or mm-hmm. or um certain edgy kind of something but yeah. it's not real right it's just it's just about hollywood it doesn't some bad stuff annoys me other sure. bad stuff i have no well
0: but, it's yeah but i see
1: you 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 you're equating being fairly neutral about media with a kind of maturity well, I am
0: I feel like I have grown less attached to my sort of, like, categorization of stuff sure. as I get older because I've actively thought about it. Like, I worked at the bookstore for a while where I, I was literally part of the manual where they're like, don't be a dick about what books people are... <laughs> you know, like, obviously. You'd think that would go without saying, but, like, don't bring your taste into sales interactions because people are going to buy whatever they're going to buy. Um, and there, and I, I feel like I should say, for the record, it's not like there's no limit to this and like every bad thing is good. I just won't watch it. or I even would have had a different Rick and Mortar reaction if I would have seen that dog shit episode we watched a few months ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like there was before that. So I, I have a more negative opinion of the show now, but... I, yeah, I think it's a lot more about the way those opinions are expressed than having them. It's, yeah. not, it's not that I don't have them. It's that, like, unless somebody's, like, a real good friend of mine, I don't need to, like, shit-talk a movie or, like, debate its merits or whatever. We're, like, I used to get real into the Oscars and get mad when stuff would lose or or win. Not so much anymore.
1: You're a big boy now. (laughs) Yeah. This this show is really, really, really... (laughs) Really low concept. The more I think about it, the more that first episode's title was exactly right.
0: Purposely low concept. I don't think
1: I understood how low concept this is. Because <laughs> I thought we would start scaffolding on some like structure. And, maybe, we, and here we are. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. You know, I...
0: You know. Well, I feel like that's kind of what when you put me on the spot about like you're equating this neutrality on movies with maturity and I'm like well not necessarily I feel like that's part of the dissembling that's always that's built into maybe both of us cuz it's like I think we said about this project like other people could really benefit from
1: the way we see the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds so pompous I, but no, I'm not saying we didn't say that. I'm just saying.
0: But that well, but that sort of has set us set us back in the beginning here of saying like apply this rule to your life.
1: You know what I mean? Like no, that sounds that sounds like you that's, applied this rule to your life. That's a habit of mine. I'm
0: trying to avoid.
1: But what's the connection? I I I I I, I got lost.
0: No, I'm. I'm just saying. That's you're exactly right. Because I think when we started this too, I thought maybe we'd be immediately doing a lot of that, making rules for people.
1: Really? Like what?
0: I mean, not like formal ones, but we had you know. You don't we, eat
1: cauliflower on Tuesday. <laughs> it's unclean on Tuesday.
0: We we were very much like both. Cause you had your old house and I have my new one, and we we the whole home is an intox, intoxicant sort of mm-hmm. thing, and and maybe like rules for like your mindset as you go about life as opposed to like specific behaviors, but but yeah, something
1: like every episode we have a rule.
0: <laughs> Sometimes, maybe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, rule time. I don't know who I was that was ten weeks ago we can you could be Rim the rule man Taylor <laughs> <laughs> folks uh we're here with this week's rule.
0: It's uh don't be a jerk about movies and stuff.
1: No All that's right? not the rule.
0: it's not the rule yeah i think I think that's that's why I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm more mature I think I'm just less proud of my opinions or maybe I've if there's maturity it's that it's an understanding that it's not terribly important to get people to think the way that I think about
1: a show I don't know I think we're just different because we come from different cultures. You come from like a comic book culture where that is a cliche of a, of, a kind of kind of way to construct a personality or something. Having really strong opinions about the right things. Yeah. Whereas when I get mad about people hating on girls or friends, to me that doesn't feel like I'm constructing a, a personality. That's just like, you're wrong. I'll go to the mat. I'll go to the mat for friends. I just will because I think people sometimes will write things off for stupid reasons. Sure. And then I'm like, "No, I I'm like, no. I just actually feel drawn in. I don't maybe that's no different than what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, no, I feel like that's or did, weren't we talking about Friends versus Seinfeld like that old yeah. arbitrary dichotomy that that got made up like which one's better? And I was I'm currently team Seinfeld, I guess if I had to choose.
1: I am I can't believe I mean <laughs> I don't believe it, but it's true. I'm a, I'm I think Friends is the better show.
0: You think Friends is the better show? Uh, yes.
1: All right. That's not to say it was the more revolutionary, the more important, or that at its funniest, it's funnier than Seinfeld, that Seinfeld's funniest. Seinfeld is probably funnier than Friends at Seinfeld's funniest. Sure. But do I really like to be in the presence of fucking Jerry Seinfeld? (laughs) Like, it's just, it's tone, and I don't know, it's like, it's not as inviting. Friends is a warm, inviting something. It's like a... Sure. It's a a pleasant scene. It's a pleasant watch. Try to put Seinfeld on while you work during the day or something. It won't work. It it (laughs) just has the wrong mood. I feel like I went
0: through this journey because I I remember being very strongly pro-friends when this would come up for a long time. And now I think maybe like the last... 20 years of media consumption have made me very impatient. And I enjoy things that are much more fast-paced, sort of delivery-wise. So, like, Friends still has, like, a pretty, like, active studio audience, and there's, like, more pauses between the, mm-hmm. the jokes. And there's also... I feel like there's also a part of me that was sort of hooked in by Friends and, like... Do you feel like this disappointment as an adult that you don't, like, hang out with the same half dozen people in one location a lot and like sort of joke around, and you know what I mean? Like there's no yeah central perk.
1: Yeah, there's no central perk.
0: So in practice I feel like my life has had more stretches that resemble Seinfeld where maybe two or three people I'll see regularly mm-hmm. and just sort of like complain about everyday ordinary stuff.
1: So you have to watch shows that perfectly mirror your <laughs> yeah, actual right. life,
0: but yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, we're, and we're both just sitting here, like, applying in wildly different criteria and like emotional reasons we'd want to rewatch one of those shows. So it's, I think they're just both good shows. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Topic over. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sure. I think we're covering a lot of ground today.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that's good. I think it's good. I think we're dying here. We're dying up here. We're dying down here.
0: But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's just another thing that's been, like, the more polarized your pop culture opinions are, like the... it's like, well, I definitely don't want to talk about like politics with somebody that's like just super strongly opinionated about
1: TV and stuff. Does that make sense? Um, bring it on, <laughs> bring it on. I'll talk. I'd love to talk to someone like that. People that are really opinionated are, are interesting. Like the world strikes them at these weird angles. You're like, what? That's your conclusion? That's weird. Hmm. Come here. I'll yell at you for a while about why you're wrong. That's fun interesting
0: i well i think that's that's another thing where i'm not an arguer and i think there's a lot of sort of just like you know like conflict avoidance built into my personality
1: that that's the factor here i think me too yeah i'm also very conflict avoidant
0: i feel like you mix it up conversationally more than yeah, I. yeah but that's fun i don't see that as conflict that's not fun for me Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. (laughs) It makes sense. I understand English. (laughs) It's not fun for you. Yeah, I think I get it. But who cares? We're different people. No, but I mean like... when we stop being the people we used to be now we're people who aren't the people we used to be right we like our progress is relative to how we used to be right so then there's a way in which like progress tethers you to the person you were that now you're not like i was unhappy when we started this podcast uh weeks ago mm-hmm. and now i'm happy but then sometimes they'll think, I'm happy now. <laughs> Not like I was five weeks ago. That sad fuck. I'm so much happier now. It's like, yeah, but now you're talking about being sad, which is fine. Sure. But but I think it's interesting sometimes that progress has this funny way of, of maintaining the essence of the failure that you overcame, that you get attached to the thing that you aren't anymore. So, I, like, I'll watch football with my dad, and my dad played college football and he coached football for lots of years sure and they'll just be like i don't care about football i don't care about it anymore i don't even care i never watched this game i don't care i don't your, care about football your it's dad like, says yeah, that. Yeah, yeah and they'll just say like they'll just tell you he doesn't care about it a whole bunch it's like okay because he used to care about it so he needs to clarify that he doesn't care about it at all right but he won't stop talking about how much he doesn't care about it. you're like sounds like you care about it
0: just watch it.
1: Sounds like you care about not caring about it. Yeah. That's that. My dad. So, I mean, like, having strong pop culture attitudes and now not. Like, what does it actually mean? Like, why is it meaningful to you? Because it clearly is meaningful to you.
0: I think it's meaningful to me because I definitely had. Especially growing up in the, like, nerd tradition, right? And then specifically, I remember there was, like, an X-Men movie that was so bad, I was angry the rest of the night. Okay. And then, just, oh, just mad. And then I, like, I specifically remember being like, I'm just gonna not get my hopes up that high, or, like, just, you know, just not be that invested in the the objective quality of a movie, you know, like, especially once all these like Marvel ones came around much later, people are like, <laughs> you're like, this one's bad. I'm like, they're all the same. They're all, all right? the same. Yeah. Like just keep, I'm going to keep going. Cause they're kind of past the time. I'm not like, I'm so far away from the like person that was like, professor X wouldn't do that. You know, like I was literally mad. So it's for me, I'm, proud of on my own like progress journey that I guess I'm tethering myself to at least of like this this idea that I wasted my time, you know? This idea that you know, that that there's something unjust about it. Alright like sports is a good analogy also. And I was just home in January and February with my dad who's gotten more into the NFL in his, like, older age. Well, he's, like, retired now, too. So we are watching the Packers, who made the NFC Championship, mm-hmm. uh, which was very exciting. And then they lost, which was very frustrating, right? And then well, there was a time that would have just, like, really steamed me up, but, you know, now I'm just like, well, they almost made it. That was, that was pretty good. Yeah. And we watched the Super Bowl, and my dad was, like, really rooting against... Tom Brady, because he sucks, and he wins all the time. Yeah. And they would beat the Packers, but then they won anyway, and he just spent the whole Super Bowl angry about it. And I'm like, we could turn this off. I mean, I don't know.
1: It's still fun to watch. Okay, but why is it no big deal? You go, you paid 13 bucks for a ticket, you, ba- you paid $8 for popcorn, and you paid $3 for parking, and you spent two hours of your life, okay, why is it not important if it's just completely cynical schlock? Like, why shouldn't you feel a bit aggrieved? Because I don't like
0: feeling aggrieved. It's not helpful to me, or uh, maybe a bit is fine, but like, to, uh, to actually get angry, Seems like antithetical to the purpose of entertainment to me. Okay.
1: But also like you could look at your relationship with Mary and say like having anger is not actually that conducive to having relationship and yet often anger is a totally justifiable or at least understandable response to interpersonal strife, right? Sure. So if you you tune it down, you can say, well, it's good. I got rid of the thing that... That I don't like, or that I don't need, or doesn't make me feel good. Yeah, but doesn't necessarily mean that that's like the best approach to being in a relationship, or the best approach to going to the movies. This is true. It's just my approach. Yeah, but I know. But you were you talking about it for a reason. It's got to. Uh, it's some. It's it's it's. it's this kind of attitude is something of yours that I, I. There's a texture to it. I can't put my finger on what it is, but it's sort of like. Well, I feel like I used to this, but just just let it go, and and then it it it, it usually lands somewhere like that. You we, you could just drop it, or you could just uh you could just. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. You 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 harken back to a time when you cared deeply about something, mm-hmm. and then you get to a place where you're not that invested in that anymore. Yeah. And then you can just let it go or you can let it just be what it is or you can just
0: something, right? I think I think that's what it is because it's not like it's less investment and less ideally I think less attachment to my past self that would have had that investment. Right? So obviously I'm not I didn't enjoy in the abstract, that, like, the football team I was rooting for lost, right? Yeah. But it wasn't hard to maintain, while they were losing, this idea of, like, I don't know, they made the final four teams, and it's objectively not that different than them winning the Super Bowl, you know? Yeah. Like, they didn't go 0-16. Like, they had a pretty good year. <laughs> like, uh, so, so to, to for... In, in my mind, with movies, with whatever it is, it's this idea of, like, I don't know, hedging my bets, and, like, being like, ah, oh, you know, it would have been fun if they won the NFC Championship, but it's, I'm just down, I'm just in this different place where I'm like, hey, they had a pretty good season. You know? Maybe I could be, I was slightly miffed when they, like, kicked the field goal instead of going for it on fourth down like everybody else. But then the then life moved on. It's like an ability to move on, I guess, in the moment, hopefully.
1: I mean, I understand what you're saying. It sounds like, it sounds reasonable. It sounds like a reasonable approach. And I think we all do that to some degree. Right.
0: Well, and I think, I'm glad you're asking me questions about it because it's not like, it's not like I don't have opinions anymore. And I never want to talk about them or or anything. Uh, yeah, I think it's just uh, an ability to sort of step out of myself and, and reassess and, it, and adjust, you know, and not get all spun up in ways that aren't helpful to me. I did have to consciously get better at conflict in relationships and expressing anger, which... Has been helpful also.
1: I'm trying not to say all the same things I always say. Which sounds a lot like silence. But I think
0: in some abstract way, it's just like it's about presence, right? Because I used to go into experiences like a movie or a sporting event with an outcome that I had my heart set on and then just get like frustrated that it didn't happen.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I'm not really watching it. You know? Yeah. Well, here's a a concept that occurred to me hmm. recently was it's like, if you're, let's say you're, you're really scared about some outcome. Okay. You don't want to lose your job. You have a job you like, it, you don't want to lose it. You've had it for a while and it's good. It's good, but it's also a job. It has its drawbacks. It has its annoyances. It has its impossibilities and it has its paychecks, whatever. It, it's a job. Let's say you get fired. You do like this outcome that you're terrified of that you like, you're riveted on. A lot of your life, like, oh, I hope it doesn't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if you got fired, so you would lose your paycheck, that would be bad. Um, you'd lose some structure, that would be bad. But then you would get like the surge of energy and adrenaline and fear, like genuine fear, genuine aliveness, not like anxiety about something that may or may not happen. No, no, you're having a real fear response. Mm-hmm. You're having a surge of adrenaline, you're having a surge of energy. And the world is opening up to you in a horrifying but beautiful way, maybe. Okay. Um, so maybe everything balances out. Like, maybe maybe everything's already been purchased. Like, like, at the deepest level, everything's been paid for already. It works. It has a way of working. Yeah. So that if the thing you want to not happen happens, yeah, it's bad for the reasons you didn't want it to happen. It's not like you were wrong that... Oh no, I'll lose my paycheck. That's dangerous. That's true. Mm-hmm. But who said the point of being in this universe was to feel comfortable all the time or perfect equilibrium all the time? Having a big surge of like energy, fear, vulnerability. How am I going to pay for the mortgage next month? Oh my God, that's real fear. But also it's real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's real. It's like a real jolt. And that ele- electrifying trauma or whatever you might clock it as it might completely reopen your sense of self that has gone dormant from comfort and then that's also part of the, the the payment that you get right that things have already been paid for at the deepest level of existence and then if if you just look in any given thing like how is this paid for what am i paying f- what am i what am i paying to be in this relationship right well, I'm paying this, this, this. Well, what do you get? I get this, 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 and this. And what if you lost a relationship? Well, I'd be fucking heartbroken. It'd be terrible. But what would, what would be the recompense? What would be the, how could you see it being paid for? It's like, well, I'd have a lot more alone time. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's horrifying. Yeah, but also you are alone in the universe, so that would be a certain, like, do you see what I'm saying? Everything's already paid for, so when it goes wrong, you can just go, well, it was paid for somehow. Yeah. They yeah, were yeah. one of the top four teams. Great. Exactly, right? I, I sat in a theater for two hours, ate popcorn. I like the smell of... I, 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 I like the feeling of being at a theater.
0: That's what I mean. It's like... That's... It's more like, yeah, I got out of my own head for a while. Like, whatever. There's... I, that's a great way to put it. Like, if if time is money, then everything's already paid for. Yeah. And that's, you know... So I feel like that's why... The low-level stuff, like pop culture or sports, that's easier to, like, talk to people about because it comes up all the time, and it seems like a sign of maturity to me because it's, like, there's there's a direct line for me personally from those, like, 20s experiences of, like, oh I don't want to care this much about movies or get that mad about sports to, like, being in my current relationship, which the thought of it not lasting is somewhat terrifying. Sure. But I would still be glad that it happens. You know? I know. Oh, I know. Oh, you know. <laughs> or you had to confront this in the sense of mortality, you know? Like, honestly, that's the big one. Some, You know, if something happened to Mary's health, if I could forget it, that would be tough. But... That's the sort of like bet that you're making, right? Like to not be in Well, that's a great example. Yeah.
1: Lisa being on chemotherapy for however long she was. It was like a really happy year. We had a really happy time despite her going through everything she was going through. Like, it, We look back on it wistfully now. Uh-huh. And it was happy at the time because it's hard. You can't if the dow is real or if this purchased for already yeah if if that's active then like you 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 will not be able to guess what will bear fruit cuz you're too fucking stupid and time bound you have no idea what's going to mm-hmm. lead to what and so with lisa being on chemo i had to basically try to do everything, which was against all of my natural impulses. <laughs> and then slowly, it's like I practiced being just this giving person, this loving person. Mm-hmm. And then that's who I was. <laughs> <laughs> I had I'd, I'd, I'd resisted my own natural laziness and, and self-centeredness. Yeah. But I would not have anticipated that kind of joy coming from that kind of misfortune. I just would never have. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's uh that's kind of what happened to me ultimately over the course of the pandemic cuz I don't think you know, I lost my job, I lived out of state for a while and unemployment bailed me out in the stability financial sense, but everything else was like just kind of fell apart. And then when it all like sort of reconvened a few months ago, I would had like, you know, reconnected with Mary and we moved in together and I got a decent writing job and my show came back Yeah, and I'm like I wouldn't have made half these changes like on my own but when it all fell apart it felt like it ripped my heart out yeah especially my pre-pandemic job was like the first time I was like this is like I'm not gonna get fired like I was pretty confident that I wouldn't
1: and then you know the company fell apart there's something about ambition and in, in protecting your current current position that is um it gives short shrift to your dimensionality over time it gives short shrift to the different components of yourself to the different parts of yourself that Ten years ago, would have could have dreamed of doing all sorts of things. Ten years hence, ten years after, mm-hmm. and to think I can only fit this niche that I'm currently fitting. And you don't say it intellectually. You don't you don't make that as a proposition that you say I believe this to be literally true. But we behave as though it's true, which is how we create truth in the first place. Not by saying it. I think this is true. No, I behave as though it's true. That's how you know what people believe. Behave as though what's true. Exactly. (laughs) People behave their truths. Hmm. They show you what's true based on how they behave, where their fear comes from, where their anger comes from. That's how you know what someone actually believes in. Yeah. Like someone who watches Fox News all day and they have this sort of um, brain-level dislike of immigrants. Sure. But I know plenty of people that are like that. They have that in their head. They have that in their kind of philosophical, political. But they have no problem at all with, with immigrants. Yeah. And yeah. live next to them and don't care, do not actually care. They do not behave like they care about it. It's just, they might tell you that it's important to them, but it's not important to them.
0: Right, right. It's, it's conversationally important to them. or You know, it's part of their scrolling habits or or media
1: consumption. And clutching your job or clutching your current situation that you like. Hmm. It, If you're clutching something really hard, then that doesn't just say something about the thing that you're clutching. It says something about the thing that is clutching and the the, the basic nature of the world that we you're in. If that's how you're treating it, like, oh, I got to hold on to this or else. Yeah. You're giving yourself short shrift that you couldn't handle it if you lost it. And that lacks imagination to some degree. And it lacks faith because faith to some degree is just like in the imagination of the universe that is like superior to your imagination. The
0: imagination the imagination of the universe is superior to your
1: imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Like in any given situation... If you try to like imagine past some horizon, <laughs> yeah, and you're like, well, what are the possibilities? Like, you have no idea. Go out into the world. The world's weird. It's very strange. And the imagination of what actually just is mm-hmm. and what will happen to you, and how you'll leverage your resourcefulness, you have no idea what can happen, and you have no idea what cataclysms you avoided, but that they, they were, were actually like would have been the best thing that ha- would have ever happened to you. You have no idea. Yeah. You have no idea what, if you actually wouldn't have gotten that job when you got it and you would have been like a little more destitute, a little bit longer, mm-hmm. it would have gotten a little bit worse, but then actually you would have met this person at a coffee bean yep. in West LA and then you would have and then you would have and then like you would have directed eight films by now. You would have won an Oscar, but, <laughs> but no, you had the great success of yours that you always look back on proudly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't know. And that's what I'm saying about the imagination of the universe is luckily we don't have to Build reality. Ugh, that would be exhausting. It is.
0: Yeah, I'm just, you know... I'm I'm glad that I was put to the test last year in that way then. Because even while it was happening, it was very like... You know, didn't... I was not happy about all of my stability being taken away, but... Then I went and stayed with my sister who was like, oh, it's so great to have you around. I'm like, great to have me around. It is nice to be out here. You know what? All right. Probably never going to live with my nephew again for like six months. So that was dope.
1: Yeah, so. I always feel like you and I are both agreeing and disagreeing. But the thing is, (laughs) I can't explain the disagreement the agreement is easy to see the, yeah. way, the ways in which we disagree it's hard because it's not it's not in the realm of of content it's not in the realm of like rational logical uh disagreement it's i feel like just the way our soul nodes swim <laughs> they just swim differently,
0: yeah, I feel like there's this this sort of subtext often when we're talking that. Like, I'm, you know, I'm looking for all these, like, little ways to, like, sum it up in, in a very, like, pat, like, now I'm mature and I don't do this anymore way. Or something. Or, yeah,
1: no, I can't explain it. Well, it's like, okay, we're talking. Yeah. And I feel lost. I feel dizzy in this kind of, like, oh, I think we're getting somewhere, like, general and um, weird. Okay. Okay. And then you tie it back to a real thing that that happened, which might be a good example of that thing. But then, I, I don't know. Something happens. Okay, we get sucked into the example, and then the example's like... It's almost like, yeah, I succeeded at that thing or something. Hmm. But then, I'm like, but I thought we were drilling to the center of the earth. Like, I thought... <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? like, Like, we're trying to, like trying to do alchemy here and then you're like another good tip if your shoe is right, right, flapping right. around take it to the cobbler and it's like, <laughs> like a little and that's I don't know it, it's just they're different approaches yeah um, yeah it's and- like
0: granular versus nuclear or something sometimes I feel it's it's the vibe where it's like I have all these little rituals or like ways I phrase things in my head to remind myself, and you you come in with this energy of like you should just commune with it and know it's <laughs> like not in like a scoldy way like that, but no in a scoldy way probably uh but well uh, here here's here's something when we talk about. When I get to, like, a very high place, whether it's on drugs or performing or whatever it is, it's, like, very wordless to me. hmm And it's the further out from that I get, or even when we're kind of in this place in the studio here, like, sort of dancing in that intellectual territory, it, it almost takes me back to that sort of, like, Mushroom place inarticulateness. hmm And sometimes you phrase things as like, ooh, like it seems like you hear things in a way that I don't. What do you mean? Um sometimes when you talk about weed, you're like the weed told me this. Yeah. Like, the mushroom said this to me, and I'm like, I I don't hear stuff. You know, it it feels like you know, like whale noises or Yeah, I mean vibrations I, I, or it, something.
1: It's not all talking.
0: Yeah, yeah, obviously, but I feel like I feel like there's like if there's some sort of spectrum of you know like like concrete reality to like you know perceiving things on like higher conceptual scales. You know, like, you went to grad school for philosophy and have, like, read a lot more deep stuff, and we're we're going to get into, like, a lot of texts that are important to us in the future, probably, and, and develop more of a common language for yeah. it. But I think, yeah, I think I'm coming from a much more sort of, like, amnesiac, everyday place. So I, I revert back to these, like, recent life examples or memory based examples
1: why? but why uh, but 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 why do i have a feeling of disagreement about it it's it's like it's it's not disagreement it has something in common with it where i'm like no 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 let's keep going this yeah, way yeah, yeah. let's keep going the way i want to go which is a wait it's like a selfish i'm being a selfish discussion part i'm being a, a selfish interlocutor
0: well, I've never thought about it that way. I feel the same. I feel the same sort of disorientation that you do sometimes, because it's—I can get a little lost when you're talking. Yeah. But it's a push and pull. You know, we'll we'll find it in the middle. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
1: <laughs> no, no. Forget finding it. I see. I just think it's like. It's like Plato versus Aristotle. I just think it's it's like it's like what you were saying about um, having to have an attitude, like about Succession. Whereas, sure. like you and I, we both I said it, and then you agreed. Like I just trust the show so much yeah. that I don't put that cap on when I'm watching it. Of I don't have a red pen when I watch Succession. I just trust them to do what they do because mm-hmm. they're so good at it. Um. I don't even know how I'd begin to write a spec script for succession because it's just what it's its own universe. It it's wildly specific. Sure. But there's almost something about having to write for thinky places like slate or the Atlantic where you, that's not good enough to be like, I trust it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Was it good? Was it bad? Like it's about having attitudes kind of like you decide you have to decide a a take that is sufficiently warm, than to write about, but most of us don't live in places that are that warm, or cold. The takes, right? They're not that binary. The real world is like just a gradient of gradients. It's it's all sorts of changes. This weird, multi-dimensional, multi-something difference. Difference is can be this really subtle thing. That it's sort of kind of like this, but then having to say it's good or bad because that's like the level of certain discourse can feel like it jams you up. And I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Is that kind of world where definitive big bold takes is the name of the game versus reality where things don't like, well, it had this really funny joke, but then most of it wasn't funny. But then it had this really good set piece. I don't know. So I enjoyed it, but then it was also flawed, but then also, and also, and also. And so there's something in, like, mm, you're doing it today. (laughs) Your face is just, when Duncan is listening, he just frowns. He just frowns and raises his eyebrow, like you're saying, you just talked, like, I just started talking Swedish.
0: (laughs) That's not, I mean, I, I understand my face does that, but that's okay. not what's happening in my brain. Brain. I was like, "Oh, he's about to get to the central tension that we're trying to talk about."
1: Yeah. So, similarly, there's a kind of demand for resolution. There's a kind of like, not like deep resolution, but just like conversational resolution that the that the. the it's like when you're playing a chord and 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 it's hungry for the next chord in the in the progression. Yeah. That like conversation has a certain pattern to it that it can like draw you towards um really nice landings, really soft landings that are somehow untrue. Like they're not that true, but they're just a functional rhythmic component of speech. Where you go, and so we'll find it in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But to me, that sounds like a kind of the kind of functional thing that doesn't serve us necessarily. Like in this room, we don't have to find it in the middle or anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No.
0: No. I I know exactly.
1: I'm not you. trying to be the cool English teacher jumping up on his desk or something. <laughs>
0: I got you. Like
1: it's just groovy. But if we're practicing doing phenomenology together, right? Yeah. Then. Yeah. This is what we talk about. Well, and this we talk about how we talk about what we talk about.
0: So I, I think I think we're getting at it because that it's like we were saying earlier, where you know I I feel like I have there's some value to this pop culture stuff the way I talk about it, but I, I, I know there's a deep down like love of like resolution and like the or like think about the little bit of music that we've exchanged. Or you like like hone in on like the texture of a chord and like make up words off the top of your head and there's it's from this unresolved place and I'll share more of my music with you but but it's very like everything has to like sort of like like resolve with this La, da, 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 ba, like like land You're yes like, that's yeah that you know, sounds like, like a song you would write like a committee del arte like bow with both your arms out to the side yeah. like like yeah I I I think I'm I have a very like inherent theatrical sort of need for resolution and conversation even.
1: Yeah, and I can feel and and people try to like when you're someone like me who's just sloppy and messy and like lots of energy Mm -hmm. those can start feeling like Like they're ways to like sh- shut things down. Yeah, <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying. They're a way to like, we need to contain this guy. Right.
0: Well, when we'll just well let's. We'll let more stuff linger. You know what? We'll figure it out.
1: <laughs> he has to do it. Ah. He cannot do it. <laughs> I, realized, I realized I was doing it. I couldn't stop doing it. He cannot
0: do it. That was insane. I mean, like, I can't just, we can just move on, I guess. There's,
1: there's Or you that. can, why do we just stay here in the sandbox? Okay. I mean. Yeah, I'm not sure
0: what I'm afraid of sometimes, or if it's fear, or just habit
1: well i'm i'm doing something that looks a lot like criticizing you in 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 a way that wouldn't fit in a lot of contexts comfortably like in a work context or if you just start telling your girlfriend like you tend to do this
2: <laughs> yeah
1: i it, it wouldn't go that well and so it makes sense that some part of you goes like great let's move past this because we're talking about things that we that don't match with us mm-hmm. and there's this kind of like Let's get past how it, we don't fit, but the way we don't fit is interesting. I mean, that's yeah, the very yeah, yeah. that's the fundamental substance of this podcast. And so, if we have to go because of some normative idea of of uh, interpersonal harmony, right? Just some <laughs> average idea of what it means to get along, we have to go. Oh, whatever. The average will kick in at some point, right? The, yeah. The yeah, average. Yeah. Okay. But that's kind of the opposite of what we want to do here, which is to look at those things that make us feel like we're going to hurry cuz that's in our heads like because it's only the two of us in here yeah whatever we bring to it was like it's coming from the inside of the skull <laughs> right it's yeah. it's coming from from us so it's like if i'm feeling like we're disagreeing and then i'm like eh, i want to move it this way or that way but then i don't to be polite or i bring it up and then you go yeah we'll probably <laughs> then perhaps we miss the opportunity to dig a little deeper or in a different direction of our own whatever it is, our own approaches, our own assumptions, our own... It's hard to find a word for it because I'm not only talking about things that are subconscious or conscious or things that we can control. I'm talking about the whole... Thread the whole uh, all the threads, the, all the tangled threads of uh, assumptions, and I can't even, it's you know, hard to talk about. It's hard to talk about.
0: You know, what's interesting to me is I feel like when we're in here, and uh, first of all, I'm not taking it as criticism in any sort of way, just so you're aware, yeah. Because uh, this is fascinating to talk about, it's just hard to break out of the habit. I feel like when we're in here recording, I have the most—I probably have more insecurity about like silence or like, or I want to tie everything off with of a button like that, yeah. and like have some sort of like useful way to phrase it or actionable thing I can take back with me or something. It's almost like being in the mushroom place where I'm like, how do I record this? Right. How do I bring it back? Uh, but then as soon as we Stop recording and we get out there. I'm like, yeah, I think it'll be valuable to listen to. And, I and
1: then can... I'm I'm on tilt from the moment you're, we stop recording. You're a little
0: more on tilt about like how many listeners we have or like how well it's going. Or was as it an good? Overall...
1: Yeah, because I just spew. Yeah, and when I'm excited, like I'm pretty deferential in big ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're like, let's do it an hour later, or like,
0: yeah, or just hell man like the first week we recorded i didn't respond to you for like a couple days right and it was like after months of like when are we gonna start anything and you know like there were some excuses i had but we had to talk on the phone and, and like i had to apologize but i mean like you're very you're very patient in general yeah and deferential so things.
1: i'm not like but when i get excited mm-hmm. and then my my brain mouth connection becomes just Super fluid. I don't know what the word. I just become. Then, yeah. then whatever comes out comes out, and then I'm like, I'm on the hook for what he did. <laughs> <laughs> but then I feel like a bully because I just, I don't know. I just rev at a different rev than, than usual, and then I feel like. So I don't want it to be like a bully thing, but, but you are you use the word quotidian quite a bit, and I think that is. Kind of your approach is, like, the everyday. But part of me wants to, like, float away. So, I mean, I guess there's creative tension there. Like, if there was two of us... So far, yeah. If there was if there was two of me or two of you, then I don't know how this would go.
0: <laughs> well, that would be a nightmare, first of all. Two of me? But, well, and I, I feel like we've made progress on this if we went back and listened for it. Especially it was it was your idea to, like, push through one hour or whatever and, like, get deeper. And then I end up feeling, like, really proud when we, like, get more into the thick of those things. Yeah. And that habit sort of dies down as as we go along.
1: I I, th- I think you can talk your way to, s- like, these places that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think as we continue this project,
0: because I, I'm going to run out of stuff, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. as much as I talk about personal examples in my life story, it's not that interesting to me. And I have a good mind of like what I've already explained on the podcast and the things I don't want to repeat. So, just, just. You know, we're 11 episodes in, but I feel like I'll be blasting into nothing eventually. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'll have to really think of something to say. And I also, I feel like that's what makes us a pretty good team, you know? (laughs) You got, <laughs>
1: he, did <it> <laughs> you got the, <laughs> he did it again. You got He did it again. You got the energy
0: kidding. and I got the uh the the pff, something. I don't know what what the other side is.
1: Yeah, I I, I kind of think that um
0: We get there, usually.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah, well, and and it's interesting to me, too, because as much as I have these habit when we're talking, I'll go to, like, uh, put the audio together and post the episode and be like, I have no memory of what we talked about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll have, like, a vague idea, but I really enjoy listening
1: back. I I listen back and try to, like, gauge how good it is, and it's like... A- I'm probably the worst person to judge that because none of it's surprising to me. Mm -hmm. And what makes something, and this is what's crazy about ideas at all, is that what makes an idea valuable or profound is its relationship to the hearer and their life and their expectations and what they've been through and what they already know Yeah. So like you sometimes see these ideas being peddled on Instagram or elsewhere that you're just like, well, of course, that's stupid. That's obvious. That's not (laughs) interesting. It's not even phrased interestingly. But still, there's still has 80 billion likes because there's plenty of people that are like of an age or of a maturity level where that's news to them. Mm -hmm. And what makes this useful to you or to me or to anyone else is just that geometry of whether it's it somehow enters their life in a way. It intersects with their life in a way that that is illuminating. Yeah. So what makes anything worthwhile is not something objective that you can find in the conversation. It's it's something I can't hear because it's the chemical reaction with people who might be listening. Yeah. That's- <laughs> and I'm listening back going, well, this sounds smart to me. Or like, oh, I wish I would have said it better or something. But But I can't. Speak to that chemical reaction. I just have to like hope that our relationship is a proxy for it somehow. That having to relate to you in a way that's meaningful is real enough that, uh, that's a proxy for other ears and mine are a proxy for other ears. That if you make sense to me and I make sense to you, then maybe we make sense. Yeah. Right. and I feel like there's,
0: it's like I'm I'm really learning how much tension underlies, you know, my basic existence the more we talk about this sort of thing, especially insofar as that you think doing comedy for so long sort of like lends itself to podcasting. And I think it does if you have like a gimmick or a guest or whatever. But to do, I feel like it's, you know, it's it's sort of like some, there are, there are instincts of like, Filling the space and tying things off in bows that are that are just deep down from doing comedy for so long that I have to shed as we go along, and then yeah, or, or even rethinking the way I want this podcast to be like appealing to people, you know, because I think it's I think there's value in people like sort of shooting the shit and clowning around, but that's not my favorite way to spend my
1: time. Yeah, and uh, we're just two crabs in a big old bucket. <laughs> that, that's kind of the out. That, that's what you should tell people if they ask you what the podcast is. <laughs> you ever seen two crabs? Just imagine two crabs in like a really deep bucket. Yeah, but it's not like when they're boiling it or whatever. But the crabs are the crabs of the heart.
0: <laughs> just letting our heart crabs fight it out. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, no, I've I have a lot. I feel like every time we talk, I learn more about myself, whether it's for a a recorded thing or just just hanging out. Yeah. So. Already, I feel like it's it's gotten a lot easier to come in here and just fucking see where our minds go, man. Yeah. You know.
1: Nowhere. (laughs) It's like the same places, (laughs) the same places. Right, but we're
0: trying not to invest in the outcome.
1: So, yeah, I mean that's the tension at the heart of the thing. It's because, like the I me conversation last week is kind of or this week, it's um. It's funny because like I don't. I'm like, oh, was it even good? Yeah, but the was it even good? Is it that's that's a me question. It's the. Who will salute this? Yeah, right. Who will salute it instead of- Who will validate this. Love went into it. And I sort of think, like art is good because the world is good. Like how could succession replicating and, and depicting human existence, how could it be good or redemptive at all if humans aren't good or if existence isn't good? Paintings are beautiful because color is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it'd be hard for color like paintings to really move us if color wasn't somehow already beautiful, or depth, or flowers. Like how could a painting of flowers be gorgeous if flowers were themselves mm-hmm. not? And so you know, even in the game that your team loses. Uh, the the game worked. You watched. The other team pushed back. They played. And the whole thing worked. And your team had a... But no team loses a game. No one gets mm-hmm. killed. They all survived. And they all played. And they did as good as they could do. And it went exactly how it went. Mm-hmm. And you were you were riveted for three or four hours just watching. And that's a peak experience. Win or lose, that's a peak experience. So you can see the ways in which you're fed... By these things that might be viewed as distraction or sublimation or something pathological. And
0: that's like, and it's not dependent on the outcome of that
1: thing at all. It's because a lot of people are putting a lot of energy into it. Mm-hmm. That if you measure things in pure voltage, just pure stuff that's gone into something, and you, you just imagine that it's in there, all the manpower, uh, all the weightlifting... So these guys who bench press eight billion pounds are like running into each other with with uh, like gladiator helmets on. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck, that's crazy! <laughs> or uh,
0: I've I've got another personal quotidian example. Okay, uh, I grew up in Pittsburgh when I was a little kid, and they were good in 1992, and then they were bad until 2012. they they had the longest losing streak in professional sports. And I started just, I was like, I read about it. I watched games. I was invested for 20 years, even though they never had a winning season. And they finally did. They were, like, good for a few years, and now they're bad again. I'm just like, I wish the streak had gone. Like, I was more invested in the streak, the longest losing streak in professional sports. I invested meaning in that. And, like, because they were bad for 20 years of my life, I had to kind of decide to be like, I still care, you know. It was a weird,
1: silly sort of thing. Wait, I'm. How was that an example of? I'm gonna start building bridges here. When I don't understand the hey. connection, I'm
0: just gonna ask. It was. It's. It's a active part of the whole. Like, and now, like, who cares if the like the Packers made the playoffs? It's great. They didn't go it all the way, but they had a good year. You know, it's just sort of like it made me very aware because they were never good. In my whole like adult life of caring, I was like, "Why do I still care? I don't know I guess it's just fun to root for something like it it was a yearly like sort of exercise in in what we're talking about, and I feel like I had the same affection for them for like achieving that record as like if they'd won the World Series, or yeah,
1: like, well. Well, see, this is an interesting example here. See, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to. Did uh, it? Did that make you lose steam on where you're going with all that? Kind of. It's, it's, it. I think this is. I think it's usually something like I'm, I'm trying to push towards some universal something. Yeah. And then there's something about. That kind of example that to me it's a it's like one notch too granular or it's one notch to something I can't explain. It's one notch to like even when they were losing, I they had one of this long losing streak, but even that was like the streak itself was an accomplishment. Okay, but do you see that's like your brain is too good at writing jokes or something because yeah. you've inverted it completely, but but by inverting it, you've created this like polarity that like kind of makes it hard for me to find traction there as an example of what I'm talking about. Mm. Like, the actual, your way, your brain's capacity with, like, taking something and then turning it into a nugget that's good for an audience, right? Yeah. Like, because that's the only way to draw that distinction enough is if you go from them being good to them being the, like, longest losing streak ever, but even that is, well, you see that that, you're you're thinking like a craftsman a
0: little bit. Yeah, it's crafted, is that. That's the thing, because even just being, like, okay with not having a live audience, it's still, like, looking for that intersection of... Yeah, I think that's the other instinct i got to fight, because it's, like, the things we're talking about have actually been very helpful to me in working on jokes recently, because the the things I want to say on stage sort of live in that middle ground of, like, Here's a new way to think about stuff, except I'm just going to use a different way, a different concrete way that I thought about something. So it's more relatable and it's not just me like preaching right. about something high minded. It Doesn't sound like it fits in my stage act. I thought, yeah, I had that thought before I brought it up. I, I wanted to see if it would derail you or not.
1: <laughs> Did it, i uh because the I don't know even the winner lose of it mm-hmm. it's like you no know, the game is a kind of expression of like pure potency mm-hmm. it doesn't it it doesn't um accomplish anything games don't accomplish anything. They make one fan happy and one fan sad, and they win someone money and lose someone money. They extend contracts based on how someone played in them. They have actual repercussions beyond it, but you could say that those are almost uh, as as Connor, not Connor Roy, uh, Kendall says, epiphenomenal. Like yeah. they're epiphenomenal to the game. They're uh, beyond the scope of the game. They're caused by them in some way, but not directly. There's nothing in the rule book that. When this happens, a fan has to be sad or a person in Vegas has to lose money. But the game itself is for no purpose at all. All that work goes into just a show of just raw potency. Then the, the kind of clarity of the outcomes has a way of undermining our ability to see the behavior Mm. To see, like, oh my God, look! These guys are so big and strong and fast, and look at what they're doing. That's crazy. It's, crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. crazy they're the level of accomplishment on the field. Mm-hmm. But if if your team's losing, okay, then all you see is the outcome. You don't see the behavior, and the behavior is the thing that's the accomplishment. Yeah, the behavior is the accomplishment. That this guy's six five, he's running a four three forty, and he's leaping in mid catching with one hand. What? They're all so good. You know that best guy in high school who was like really fast, and he was like legit so good at football. And then you think, oh, then he went and he didn't even start when he went to UW, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. He's still so good, but the people that are really, really, really good are really, really, really good and so strong and big. It's fucking crazy. It's nuts. And so that's inspiring in a, in a way that if you, if you uncouple from this idea of winner-loser at all, good bad what like you just see all the energy that's gone into something you go we're humans are weird <laughs> that's a lot of energy to put into a game just for no reason yeah what a crazy experience and so I think there's a level at which that's why the bad movie isn't that much worse than Casablanca because what's good is humans what's good is effort and existence and and us being together and if what you do when you're together is make like a completely incompetent movie mm-hmm if you throw on in an incompetent movie made 10 years ago now, just made by friends, and it's just bad. is people that work together at some office job, and they're doing it on the weekend. It's irresistible. It's just, you just got to watch. It's, it, it sucks you in somehow. If someone's yeah. like, oh, we made a movie. Like if someone told you, I made a movie with my friends that I worked this office job with, and it was about a cyborg, and you'd be like, I got to see it. <laughs> yeah. Not because it's going to be accomplished, but because it just is. Its existence is just good. And so I think that's, like, where I was trying to angle at with your I don't get mad at X-Men movies anymore. Which was, to you, you frame it kind of as a um, temperamental shift on your part. And not necessarily, oh, because things are blessed. <laughs> or because, <laughs> yeah. like, existence is sacred and therefore. Exactly, doesn't yeah. matter if it's cynical, you still put a cape on and, like, gallivanted in front of a green screen for for 3 months like it's still yeah you you it forced you into like um I into, I, into I, choreographies of like bizarre human doings that are that are that are nourishing somehow
0: That's what it is. I feel like it's like a shifting of the lens. And I have that instinct from just the way that I talk and and comedy and all that just to like to like stop at that first like refraction and be like, "Oh, I'm proud of myself cuz I viewed it differently and it's it's not that I tapped into some sort of God place in everything that I do and experience well, but maybe but I think that's a big part of it yeah or like or like even if it's temporary it's it's just fun when things are meaningful to you. you know recently recently I've fallen in love and I get to show somebody I love all the things that I like the most. Or like Lodge 49 I showed to my sister my mom and now Mary in the last year and a half. Mm. And each time it's just kinda like, oh, I can't wait for them to see this part, you know? They don't have to think it's the best show of all time. Yes. It's,
1: it's just fun to share an experience with people. So let's keep, let's let's think about it in terms of, we tend to see things as either being good, bad, cynical, um, on the right side on the wrong side but what if nothing can be fallen what if nothing can be bad nothing can be pathological like even bullshit commercials on TV like are there ways in which you can see that it's just people communicating with other people that might want their product or service it's yeah. hard it's hard for me I get to places where I can see them that way.
0: Yeah, ads are like tough, or a lot of stuff is difficult to see. As not fallen or not cynical in some way.
1: But if you don't say yes to the fundamental goodness, then I think it's like what you're saying about the Packers making it to the Final Four. It's like. Stuff's so good. (laughs) Stuff's so good already that, like, yeah, it's, like, so good. Like, if I get the job I'm I'm trying to get, that'd be good. And if I don't, I still have my other job. That's good. And if that's pretty good, Mm -hmm. like, stuff's really good already. So if I'm mad about this thing, (laughs) if I'm mad about the ending of a thing, then, um... I'm alienated from the goodness inherent in all of these other things. I've just put my brain into a little prison for a while, yeah, to forget about how rich the world is and how blessed it is. I don't know, am I wrong? Is it not blessed because i I just say that like I mean, of course it is
0: It's hard to feel that way a lot of the time, but it's not something I can argue with you about.
1: Well, it just is what it is. Yeah, it is. It's hard to say that it's blessed, because it just... Well,
0: it's, it's like, and this is, you know, I've been listening to Alan Watts recently, and I'm just gonna baldly paraphrase him, but it's just like mistaking yourself as like separate from it. Right, so it's all the universe. You know, but you have to be apart from it to be like, well, this movie wasn't what I wanted it to be.
1: I'm thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. So not just separate, but like. I wanted this this movie to accomplish something. (laughs) Yeah. Well, for who and why? Where were you trying to go that you needed the comic book movie to accomplish something? (laughs) Are you asking me? No, I'm just saying like... The way you think about something, if it's like a bonus or you already have the money or it's money that you could get or it's money that you could get in a month versus two months. The way that you come into the possession of something or that you conceive of it has all sorts of downstream psychological effects on it's the reality of that thing. Like people are really protective of something they already have. But if they're going to get it and they don't have it yet, then they can take wild risks somehow, even though they were going to get it anyway. It's like... (laughs) The difference is really small but the the affect the change of how people engage with them is like wildly different and so i think like the way you conceive of your reality fundamentally or the the kinds of things that are reinforced in our media and in our conversations mm-hmm. you have to think about there's all these unsaid things that are like implied by the kinds of things that we think of as being important and the kinds of things that take up our headlines. There's implicit values always being spread about what's important and what the world's about, what it's like. Usually it's that the world has fallen and that it sucks and things are bad and that we need to do better and be better and get better and um, we're always one like step away from total Armageddon or something. Sure. Like I think I'm overstating it, but there's something like Like if a band puts out an album that you a writer doesn't like, they'll just slam it. They'll just be like, it's a one star. Sure. But they never say they never see them like Wow, they're still trying. <laughs> like they're <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're trying hard. They tried hard. I could tell you guys put a lot of energy into this. And you know what I'm saying? Like the fallen place is like it's what 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 am I trying to say? It's that the fallen place is a is a place that doesn't acknowledge just the success of success, of boring doing, of boring doing, of just boring energy, just just existing. Mm-hmm. And you'd say, well, that's not the place of a music writer. And I, well, yeah, but I don't know. What am I saying? Am I saying nothing? What am I saying? What are you saying? I'm not sure
0: what I'm saying. When you say the fallen place, do you mean like just like the way most people interact with the world, and it's like up, down? No, back? I mean
1: like the fallen from grace, like the the kicked out of Eden. Okay, yeah, the like yeah. can't connect to the connection, can't connect to the connection. That things are isolated and and just bad and cynical, and what they purport to be is what they are. That if if there's a commercial for this thing then that's all that it is but really it's like people pretending like you got old people they roller skated around a rink and then they were in a bathtubs together on the beach yeah, for, yeah. A, for a for a sex pill. Okay. But that's fucking funny. I mean, <laughs> they're in bathtubs on the beach. That's a weird kind of art. Sure. Like, it doesn't have to be, the motives don't have to be pure for it to be a, a, a kind of showcase of weird energy yeah. and you look back at a lot of stuff from the eighties and you can see it with time that commercials and logos and jingles and like they were making art. These were people making art for commercial reasons, but you look back and a lot of it's really beautiful and, and the design choices and all this stuff that we make art on accident. Our the look at our breakfast cereals. Like mm-hmm. packaging is beautiful. People put a lot of time and effort into things. And if you just see it as a big waste of almonds when you see the almond milks. That's one way of looking at it. That it's all shit, it's all bad, it's whatever and it's it's all cynical. Fine, but but even cynicism has to kind of mean it, right? Like even cynicism has to get some designers and writers and musicians yeah. to to throw some things together. And even when they're trying their best not to, some spirit gets in, like something good and true and alive. And to the degree that it speaks to you at all, there's some commonality there. There's some ongoing transfer of uh, electricity and energy and and uh, whatever. So, I don't know, the Fallen Place is like, you know, there's just certain local weeklies that are just like super harsh about everything and they adopt a kind of punk rock attitude mm-hmm. and everything is just kind of corporate and stupid Um, and sports is just a way for idiots to waste their money and ignore their real problems. The Fallen Place is um, not taking the W, not taking the win Mm -hmm. where you can, because there's all sorts of Ws that we can take. The world's full of them, but it's hard to see because you need another thing. You need... You need the thing, you need like the substance that existence is existing into to be like, oh, it could have done something different. Right. But when you're subsumed into it as a separate self, then the W's not yours. The W's aren't yours to take because you don't own them. You don't have the deed. You don't have the key to unlock them in the culture. But like, no one owns the sunset. And if your house is beautiful, I'm looking at it. I don't care. Right. I don't own your house, but I'm looking at it. I'm enjoying the trees and your garden and all this stuff. Um, But if if I'm thinking only as a homeowner, then I can't enjoy it. I'm locked out of it because uh, as a homeowner, the fact that I don't own it is painful to me. Right. Yeah. yeah. So how we engage with the world often determines...
0: That's so fucking crazy. The way... Yeah, it's almost like you can't just speak from the not fallen place. You know what I mean? There's so much dissembling into this hierarchy of hierarchy. Of of You say
1: hierarchy? What what? Say it again. Hierarchy? No, that's not right. Hierarchy. Hierarchy. I think so. Oof. so you have me doubting myself.
0: What people listening are mad at one of us. Uh there's like this Design right? You got to fit into of accomplishment of importance, and you can't just talk about. Always have to specify that I rent the house I live in. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, I moved into a house. Well, we rent it. Like, like who cares? It's a great house, right? I can't just. I have to like dissemble the way I talk about how much I love where I live.
1: You know, and, and it seems like because you have some other standard in mind. Yeah, yeah.
0: So even though I might. Have been proud of myself an hour ago that I'm not invested in an outcome that's two hours from now. It's it's hard to shake the ones that are like long term and you know. Are we talking about like what we feel like failures when we die and like that sort of like long term fall in place thinking?
1: And it 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 doesn't people tell me quite a bit when I run into old friends, they'll be like, Oh, I always remember this thing that you say. I remember this thing that you told me once. Sure, yeah as a kind of little touchstone in their life when they are going through a certain kind of thing. But I don't count that when I decide if I'm successful or not. Because it wasn't published or it wasn't... <laughs> I didn't do it. But it's like, you don't need to capture it because it just is happening. Like, you affect people. Every day you affect people. <laughs> you affect, like, the the person who gives you your change at the grocery store. Yeah. How you treat them affects that, like... And so your accomplishments on this planet aren't your accomplishments necessarily. They include your big accomplishments, but, but they are things that are far harder to isolate or quantify how you've actually helped or changed yeah, or how you've been fed. And I think that's what I'm talking about is the opposite of the fallen place, uh, the resurrected place, the whatever it's. The redeemed place, yeah. it's just a different vantage point or something. It's like you assume something previous to everything you engage with, and somehow that assumption creates a space, creates a kind of new context for the things that happened to happen within, and that changes completely the way you relate to any given thing, and that's why it's so hard to talk about. Yeah, but does that make any sense?
0: It does. Yeah, it's uh there's there's well, that's what's been fascinating uh in this episode it is just like you think you're being present in a conversation, you know, but you're 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 operating on a lot of these like implicit assumptions about whatever you're talking about. you know and like and I get stuck in those ones that are like in my life progress story of being a more high-minded individual or uh find myself talking to the audience instead of talking to you you know because it's just it's really hard to keep your mind in the moment or yeah in the in the resurrected place
1: but it's almost you can't like I think it I don't know if you can stand there all the time but I don't think you have to all the time. No.
0: Well, and that—that's like I think I think you can cultivate a sort of way of of not identifying with the assumptions you need to sort of like go about your day.
1: Wait, say it again. I'm sorry. I was thinking about something else. I
0: think you can cultivate a way of not attaching to those assumptions, even though to have common ground with people, there's, like, kind of implicit ones that you have to yeah. to deal with. To tie back, like, like, just... Like, whatever, whoever I'm... If somebody feels stronger than I do about a movie, I will just agree with them. Because I don't care. Right? Mm-hmm. And this is... But I just mean, like, it's more... My the quality of my time is better if somebody's like, I don't know, Mars Attacks is really funny. I'd be like, oh, you know, these parts are funny. Like, let's talk about sure. it. sure,
1: yeah, and probably right, probably agreeing with someone against your own opinion I might need- seem fake or false, but also there's a certain humility in acknowledging the, you know, narrowness of your own perspective to some degree.
0: Right. Well, and I would rather, I would rather talk to you for hours about why Friends is great instead of just be like, fuck you, Seinfeld's better. Like. That only that's that's a short conversation
1: to me. You know what I mean? Is it? I think it's interesting. I th- I think comparing those two is very interesting because it, it's, it's, I think because I think Seinfeld. Why it's interesting to me is because to me it's obvious at some level that Seinfeld is the more like it's the one that is is more groundbreaking, mm-hmm. more subversive, and yeah, more important and funnier at its funniest probably than Friends. Sure. But the fact that f- I would even consider Friends being better than Seinfeld <laughs> is shocking to me. That's interesting to me. It's yeah. long-term shocking to me, but I just... And so to me, talking about, well, why do I think Friends is better? To me, I think that's an interesting... Yeah. It's, well, it, it could be interesting. I mean,
0: like, I've known you for a decade and we could do a whole episode about that. But I just mean in the like the daily like, if, a co- if the coworker was like a friends guy, I'm not gonna argue with him about Seinfeld. You Maybe you mean? should. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> Maybe that kind of rupture in the normal like uh, politeness that you you bring to a, that kind of conversation would bond might, bond you guys deeply. Who knows? That could be good for me. Also, it could be really awkward. Get out of my non confrontational mode. But. but I don't have any more answers than you do. like you kind of in here the way we talk you're just like yeah I need to do this more. I never say anything like that in here. <laughs> but I say it all the time outside of here like well, should I do this and should I do that and should I do this and should I do that.
0: Right? Well, and when we get outside of here I I feel pretty chill about the way I go about my life.
1: Yeah. I was eating cinnamon and sugar on this—it's like a fried tortilla kind of thing with, like a like a churro. Yes, it's it's, it's trademark is tastes like churros. Okay. It says TM. I'm like, your TM is based on another product. I don't know. <laughs> tastes like churros, but right. it's very delicious. And um, so, so this is a this is a more subtle example of the fallen place versus the resurrected place. So the fallen place is like, it's not necessarily that things are bad, or 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 unworthy. But it's that they're they're already included in a way that makes them invisible. So, like, in one way, cinnamon is just a flavor that exists, okay? It's just a thing that already exists in your world, and you can eat it and still feel terrible about yourself. And you haven't done enough, and you haven't accomplished anything. Okay. And another way, cinnamon is just a wild fucking accomplishment of humankind and the universe at all. Like, yeah. it's weird. Like, if, let's say that uh, there was a continent without cinnamon, and they never had tasted it, and you were the only person to eat it from <laughs> yeah. this place, and you were, you, oh, my God, it's warm. It's like, it's what? like a loving, burning, warm, something. I can't. Spicy but sweet? What? Yes, it's so good, and with sugar, oh, my God, it's oh. so great. And so, um. You reap what you don't sow, that's the difference. The fallen place you reap what you sow, but the resurrected place you reap what you don't sow. You reap what other people sowed, mm. because you op- you open up the definition of what would be an accomplishment. You open up the story. You you see the story a little more broadly than just your own biography. Yeah, because all you did was buy the thing. It Cost three dollars, big deal. Then you ate it. That's not a big deal. But you're obscuring everything that went into getting it to that, that shelf, which is like the, you know, this fighting over the Mediterranean, yeah, yeah. between the Ottomans and, and Rome to try to control the routes from in, like getting right. spices was a big ordeal, and now it's very normal, very easy. It's like you had to walk like 20 feet. And Marco Polo had to fucking cross the world, man. And, get, get and cinnamon. And so even like these really kind of dehumanizing, crushing systems, these supply chains, that's all true. But we take for granted what they deliver. We we take for granted the, the fruits of these systems. Mm-hmm. And then we just look at how they're crushing to the spirit, but we don't see the ways in which there's a lot of stuff that it delivers that is genuinely delicious and good and an accomplishment. But the fallen place assumes the fallenness and then does its work from there. Mm-hmm. The accomplishments aren't accomplishment. They're just a part of a big old global system that's doing all this terrible stuff. Right, and crushing people and ruining everything, yeah. And it doesn't mean that it's not happening. It's not doesn't mean that those bad things aren't true. It just means like, if you order from Amazon and you hate Amazon, then there's a disconnect. Like you enjoy Amazon. Amazon's amazing. You just find whatever you want and they bring it to you in like two days. It's so good. Mm-hmm and we pay for it in certain ways. But there's a there's a saying you pay for what you get. But but there's another flip side just as important which is get what you pay for. <laughs> like if you're going to lay around and watch TV for 3 hours, you could there's one way of looking at it and you can moralize and be like it's bad. Another way of looking at it is everything's already paid for. So like you're paying for it for some Or something, but you're getting something. What is the thing that you're getting? Don't not get the thing you're paying for. Right, yeah. Get the thing you're paying for, which is if you're going to lay around and be lazy, fucking lay around and be lazy. Understand you're getting something. Understand that there's something you're trading and something you're getting. And the thing that you're getting might not be the thing that's sanctioned by the culture. You're not going to the gym. You're not working volunteer work. You're not doing things. You're not edifying yourself. But fuck that, because... When you live in a, in a like an individualistic productivity cult, you might want to check the credentials of your shoulds in your head, mm-hmm. right? Like, <laughs> like, I should, 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 I, I should exercise, and I'm being bad for doing this. Right, right. Like, well, what is the trade-off? Something in you knows what you're doing. Right? And, yes. and so I'm not, it's, it's not like everything you do is equally good. That's all relative to what you want to accomplish on this planet and what your values are but um get what you pay for
0: yeah like don't i feel like i feel like there's a lot of binary thinking in this like attachment to the outcome or or living in the fallen place or however you want to call it. Because, like, I don't think anybody feels, like, unqualifiedly good about using Amazon. But instead of sort of examining how, like, any dissonance in their life, they'll just kind of, like, elude. They're like, "Oh yeah, I'll quit eventually. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll make more money in a few months and then I'll quit it and I'll order local or, or whatever your, your alternative is. Instead of, like, appreciating this moment in, in time and technology Right and and like like you need a thing and you get it in two days, and you can have you can you can enjoy that and sort of like be grateful for that and also have concerns about them sabotaging warehouse you un union efforts and shit like that right like, these aren't exclusive things
1: there's not like a way you should feel about everything no there's not one collection of attitudes that's going to get you through unscathed and on everyone's right side. Yeah. Because that's not the way I don't think reality where I don't think reality actually works that way. (laughs) Because when I'm laying there just watching TV or something, Hmm. the best. Like I'll turn to Lisa. and be like watching stuff with you on TV is like my favorite thing. And then I think it's dumb because I'm like, we're just, we probably should be like going to art galleries. Then I think of all these things that we should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. But if you can't get what you pay for on the couch watching some bullshit, how are you going to get what you pay for at the art museum? At the art gallery. Yeah. like. And, and so the only thing there is to love is everything. It's in some weird way that hereness, presence, presence, being present to things that are present, honoring everything present. As the whole game, as the whole, every, like, the way you treat the things that are present now, things are only ever present now. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a dumb way to say it, but I have to. Is the way that love transmits through time, through presence now, through presence with presence, through a deep, like, honoring that's, uh, like you can just like clean the kitchen up real quick because you want to get it done with. Hell yeah! Or you can actually just clean the kitchen, not in a rush, just because you're like, I'm just gonna be here. Yeah, you can you can just do stuff instead of uh, undoing and not doing it. Exactly. So then, but but when you show up, I think that love comes back. It it bounces off of the thing that was loved, mm-hmm. that presence. You can feel it when you go to sp- certain kind of rooms or, or scenarios where you just feel that someone felt their way into this room mm-hmm. or a piece of art. You can tell someone felt their way into it and now that's there as 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 love, as kind of pure effervescence or something.
0: Yeah. I do, you know, there's got to be a way to kick yourself out of the shoulds because like, I lo- you know. I want to go to more art galleries. That would be fun to do. Like yeah. I'm, I, I have, I'm trying. i having. I'm actively avoiding saying the word should. Yeah. Which is so instinctive, because when you brought it up, I was like, oh, I should go to more art galleries. Like, like that immediately happened in my brain.
1: But, but why should you?
0: That's because I like art. You know, yeah. like. I'm passing an unnecessary value judgment on my time, but it doesn't mean I can't, like, remind myself that
1: there are art galleries that I could go to. Yeah. I think should's probably fine. Hmm, I think should's not a word. I think it's, like, a genuine (laughs) muscular, like, attitude. The should is not just the way I phrase it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can say we should catch up soon, and I mean like, oh, I, I just uh, there's no judgment, there's no feeling of ought to, there's no gravity. Of, yeah, yeah. There's no b- delta badness or badness delta rather. Like the real should has a certain delta. As long between as between the the right thing I should be doing and how bad I am now.
0: As long as you can, uh, just just re- uh, like subtract the implied instead from the should. You know. Instead? Well, because, like, the negative should is, like, ugh, I should go to more art galleries instead of watching. Instead, yeah, 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 right. But, like, a should without and instead is just a could.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think I, like, every single, or at least the last five episodes probably, <laughs> I keep pushing for something that's, like, a little hippy-dippy, a little woo-woo. like <laughs> yeah. Towards a um goodness in things like anything existing at all that quality of it.
0: Yeah. There's an inherent quality to it.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I can we keep doing this? I mean can we can we just keep doing yeah. <laughs> unstructured? Yeah, I think You uh, think we're you think we're getting somewhere.
0: I do. I well I, I feel like you could chart how certain I am of that in a very like sine wave thing of like being well way more sure at the end of a recording than I was beforehand, yeah. but I think we're getting somewhere and we're getting Better at talking about it yeah and this is this is where my habits come in handy when we're getting near the end of it <laughs>
1: to be like and folks, I'm certainly gonna look forward to it uh you can always
0: reach out to us at stubbornfellows at gmail.com
1: and I wonder if it'll ever happen will someone ever
0: follow us stubborn fellows Twitter I'm gonna set up an Instagram too I assume it's not
1: taken. Just share it on your Instagram.
0: I'll share it, yeah. I'll share it everywhere.
1: But if anyone ever emails us, I will be very pleased. That That's my only goal for this whole thing. Someone... Honestly, it's going to be nuts when that happens. But it will. Because we were talking before this about just, like, <laughs> as a kind of interesting thing. Like, what if we don't share it? Like, if we have some listens. Mm-hmm. How long can we just do a thing without trying to grow it at all? Like, will it ever grow or will it? Right?
0: Yeah. How long can it just keep going until it builds a momentum in spite of itself? But I, I want to get it out there.
1: Yeah, we'll get it out there. Thanks, this, is, this is really important stuff. <laughs> I think it is. Is it? What do we even talk about today? I have no idea. If Lisa asked me what did you guys talk about, I'd be like, um, things being good? Yeah, like
0: your relation to pop culture and your see this is why i'm the guy that like sums up the sum it up and uh writes a little thing every time because we we got all the way from like the way we talk about movies and sports to you know the resurrected place versus the fallen place yeah and the sort of incorporation of a spiritual perspective on life you know and maybe we didn't come up with some snip you know like snappy way to sum it all up, but that's yeah, not why we're here,
1: no, I think we did do what you said we did,
0: <laughs> and we're gonna do it again next week, bye.